0: G'day, this is Andrew Gaze, and you're listening and watching NBA Australia.
1: Yeah. Jim, how many tins have you had? Oh, one or two. Uh, That's right. It is NBA Australia. It's Friday, December 22. Oh, I hope you've done all your cushy shopping, man. Are you frantically doing it right now like me? Old mate's like, get your stuff sorted. I'm like, oh, I will on Friday. <laughs> now I'm like, ah, oh, do it tomorrow. Good job by me. Uh, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at CodeBet.com.au. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, CodeBet Daily, Fox Sports Lab NFL, NFL Australia. We've also got Cricket Today and Football Today podcast, all the good stuff. Uh, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. A couple of tins deep, Uh, it is the festive season, so I hope you're joining in. Uh, That's right, that's what we do here at NBA Australia though, a couple of tins, talk it all out, all things NBA with a bit of Australia. Today's a little bit different, Um, we'll just sort of fly through the wraps today, because what we really just want to talk about is the 12 days of NBA Christmas, which we usually do each year. Uh, We'll do some year the Unpopular Opinion of the Day, and Outback Takeouts, where we're serving up a flame grill take. We'll do some awards as well really quickly, Uh, but we won't belabor. Everything. Because uh, we want to get to the previews for Boxing Day and all that sort of stuff. Uh, because we obviously won't be back until Boxing Day. We'll wrap up the Boxing Day games on Boxing Day. And then we'll take a bit of a holiday. So we've got to get you set up, don't we? Yeah. So that'll be fun. So a huge big set of game previews today as well. We'll close out with the old NBA Strayer Christmas carols from a few years back. Back when Squid Number 1 was born. I literally uploaded that to YouTube and uh, posted it on the old facey and then chucked the old mate in the car and went and had the baby. So <laughs> that's good times. All right, let's get into it. Episode 1011 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA
2: Australia. Watch
1: out for the Shark attack. Ah, you better, especially with Jordan Poole. Uh, Shack in the pool is pretty been pretty fun. I've enjoyed that. Uh, anytime you can dunk on Jordan Poole, I'm feeling pretty good about stuff. Uh, right, today's show, as we sort of mentioned at the top, we'll just fly through this uh, rap section, but you know, we'll do the 12 days of NBA Christmas. Just want to hit on a couple of things that we want to see for the rest of the year, very simply. Uh, so how do we start every show here in NBA show with the daily? Oh, it's a whip around gym. That's right. So Christmas is a pretty fun NBA time. Uh, it's like everything sort of hits like a real good groove around this time as well. Like it sort of crescendos on the, our Boxing Day games into Christmas. Well, in the States, it sort of hits a point where it's like, oh yeah, NBA is back and rolling. Pretty hardcore. So... It's a really good time. I'm just saying. So we better just appreciate how fun it is at the moment. Uh, little bits of news. I mentioned the Ben Simmons stuff yesterday. He's going to be re- reevaluated in two more weeks. And uh, he's increased his individual court workload, all that sort of stuff. Outside of that, you're just like, I'd rather hear basically, yeah, what he's actually doing, man. What's he actually doing? And there's just very scant amounts of information. It's very strange, but you know you get that on the big jobs when you've got your back smashed out by Major Jammer there. Um, other little bits, I mean, literally, it's the Pistons have lost twenty five straight, so that's pretty good. One away from the record. Great job, everybody. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, we're sort of just cruising into the into the Christmas Day games where uh, Joel Embiid got the nod for the first MVP straw poll. And uh, these straw polls, I kind of don't like it. I'm going to talk about it again in the Outback Takehouse today. But it feels like it sort of sets a narrative for the rest of the year. And I just don't know why we're doing that. It's weird. (laughs) It's very strange. And a bit funky. Uh, Other little bits of news. I love this. The Lakers would consider D'Angelo Russell for Zach Levine. And it's like, oh, really? Can we fire it up? Here it is. It's coming down the track. Oh, there it is. Oh dude You reckon you think that the Los Angeles Lakers would consider trading D'Angelo Russell as part of a package for Zach Levine. No shit, Sherlock! In other breaking news, I like beer. Seriously, what are we doing? Um, it's very much an all do. There was the weird little sort of bit that popped up about how Zion Williamson's contract uh, is no longer guaranteed like fully guaranteed. Which is a weird one, but it's because he's missed a few. He missed 22 games last season, uh, and it turns all of his like 25, 26, 27 uh, to non guaranteed salary. So basically, they could, you know, move on from him after next year, I think, without any ramifications, which is pretty cool. So a lot of the time, though, uh, you can earn back the guarantee by playing in enough games and hitting weight check points, which is fucking hilarious. It's like. Okay, man. Okay. It's a tough deal, but I don't know. You're a professional basketball player. I feel like you should be able to hit, like, weight check-ins and stuff. Anyway, other news. Uh, That's about it. I mean, the Pelicans are kicking the tires on someone like Jared Allen. I feel like teams should be just, like, absolutely looking to pillage the Washington Wizards, you know? Uh, The Knicks got a disabled player exception worth 7.8 mil because it looks like Mitchell Robinson, the other Mitch Robinson – He's going to miss the rest of the season, which is a kick in the dick for the Knicks, isn't it? Because that's a dude who was the backbone of like a pretty good defense for a bit, and then they've been the worst defense for December. So great job, Knickerbockers. And uh, Tatum is day-to-day with an ankle sprain. Uh, obviously, he didn't play in that Kings game yesterday, so hopefully, fingers crossed, he's all right for Christmas. Uh, right, let's fly through some raps. Game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps. Today's game wraps. We had the Yaz beat the Pistons. Oh, jeez, Jim. That's not a surprise because the Pistons are shit, man. Yeah, but also the Jazz had, like, no one. They had Chris Dunn, Colin Sexton, Simone Fontecchio, and uh, John Collins. That's the that tall cocktail. The Hoosier, Kelly Olinick, As your starters. They were missing four of the top seven scorers. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good, Pistons. If you're basically full strength and you can't beat a G League version of the Yaz... Uh 119, 111 Pistons look feisty at times, but they just God, they suck. They just suck. It's like Jaden Iver, Kay Cunningham, Bagley and Stewart starting together still just blows my fucking brain. Uh Boyan couldn't buy a shot, and the rest of the team's shit house. So I don't know. Should we just fold the pistons at this point? Two and twenty-six they are. That is just fucking absurd. Uh, the Jazz cuz of the of Kelly Linnick, he yeah, 27 and 6 assists with four steals, 19 for the sex man, 13 and 9 for Jordan Collins and 18 for Ochai Abaji off the uh, bench. Good showing. Four blocks for Kessler as well. The the Jazz had absolutely no business winning this game. And they were actually underdogs by the time it started, so good job Pistons, You're making everybody look good. Who'd be a Pistons fan at this point? I ask you that. 11 and 18 for the Yaz. 2 and 26 for the Pistons. New Orleans beat Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, not a surprise. I tipped this one yesterday. Cavs on a back to back. Pals come in. 28 from Trey Murphy. He hit six threes. Spindles Ingram, and there was no Zion. He's got a non COVID illness. It didn't matter. Like, Spindles was 17, 7, and 6. McCollum had 18, 6, and 4 with four steals. And uh, our man Dyson Daniels off the bench had the 7, 2, and 1. But. It was like, yeah, cool. Trey Murphy's going to be the one guy who goes absolutely ham today. Yeah, good. It's not Jordan Hawkins. He had two threes, but outside of that, nothing else. Najee Marshall at 14, but good win for the Pals. The Cavs, it's just, yeah, no Garland, no Mitchell. Uh, you're starting Struce, Christian Porter, Isaac Akora, Dean Wade, and the other D-Wade. And uh, go the throw Jared Allen, who had 14, 7, and 3. D-Wade had 20 and 9. He had six threes. Two or 12, though, for Struce as you're starting uh, sort of shooting guard. It was very, very brutal. It was an ugly game for the Cavs. They were never really in it. They sort of just got punked from the outset and gave up 66 points in the first half, and the Pals ran away with it. Uh, Pals now 17-12. Cleveland. Cleveland. A little bit on the ropes with all these injuries and no Donny Mitchell, etc. Sixteen 16-13. Uh, we had San Antonio. The San Antonio Bandera Spurs lose to the Chicago Bulls. Dude, he's a Chicago guy. 114-95. Uh, the Spurs are just inept. Wemby took eight shots in 22 minutes. It's just like, what are we doing here? The calls about Pop being overrated. I know Spurs fans don't want to hear it. It's like, oh, it's bullshit. But we do have a bit of a track record here of like, just weird fucky decision making. We're like, oh, maybe Malachi Branham could be our point guard. It's like, that's not an answer. Calden Johnson, Devin Vassell as your starters. 11 and 21. So 21 for Vassell, 11 for Calden Johnson. So at 9, 7, and 2. Just get this man a fucking point guard. What are we doing here at this point? Yeah, 21 for DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, 22 for Kobe. Kobe White. uh, 16 and 5 for Vooch. They sort of just cruise like Patch Williams. I'm loving this. I'm loving this resurgence of Patch Williams. Just do it against good teams. That's what I want to see Patch. He had 18, 4, and 2 with a steal and a block. Crushing it. Bulls moved to 13 and 17. They are cruising at the moment. The Spurs dropped to 4 and 23. If it weren't for the Pistons, uh, the Spurs would be copping a way more heat. Uh, Indy lost in Memphis. I was pretty happy I picked this one right yesterday on yesterday's show. Uh, Pacers managed only 103 points, seven to 19 shooting for Halliburton because you got a Grizzlies team that can just sort of throw a bunch of like weird guard size and length at Halliburton, and it really worked. Two or 12 from downtown, 17 points, 14 assists for him, 22 for 8 no stop and Obi topping hit five threes, Obi. 15 uh, for Buddy, he went 5 of uh, 13 from downtown as well. Smith hit four threes. The fact that they had 14 threes between those three dudes and they only managed 103 points shows you just that they did nothing else. They got to the free throw line 11 times. That's it. Uh, they shot 42% from the floor. They had 16 turnovers. And the Grizzlies just outplayed them. Dills Monroe hit five threes. He had 31. He had 25 and 8 for uh, Ja Morant. 21 and 8 for Triple J. And Zaya Williams actually showed up too, which is good. 16 points. Good win for the Grizz. They're getting back. I don't, I don't mind this, man. I don't mind it. It's pretty good. Just cruising. They get Jar back. They win a couple on the trot. 116-103. Big win. Pacers dropped to 14 and 13. Grizz back up to 8 and 19. Uh, we had Orlando lose in Miliwaukee. Made a game of it late too. Balabancaro with a 23-29 for Franz Wagner. Hello. 13 and 23 for him. Gary Harris had 14, but 21 for Mo Wagner Wagner and his big stupid pumpkin head. And 18 for Cole, Ice Cole Anthony off the bench. They just couldn't stop Giannis. He had 37, 10, and 6. He had five turnovers, but he was everywhere. Dame had 24. He had four threes. Middleton and Lopez were handy. They both had 14. But this is the risk that Milwaukee runs every time, right? Like fighting Bobby Portis, fighting around the world. Only had six and eight. They had eight points from Paddy Connaughton off the bench, but he missed all of his threes. Campaign missed all of his threes. So they combined to go 0 oh, of 6 from downtown. It feels like they need one more shooter. Just one more. Because if Malik Beasley's only going to hit two or four from three and have eight points, like, just need another kick, and kick along, right? And uh, they were lucky to pull this one off the Bucks because they sort of just, the, the Magic sort of got them early. The Bucks steadied. Eked out the lead, and the Magic sort of ate away at late. It's like, yeah, Wendell's back. That's good. I still feel like this team just needs a really good point guard. Without Fultz and Anthony Black's not quite ready. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one. But anyway, Magic dropped to 16-11. Bucks, 21-7, 16-2 at home. That's not bad, man. OKC kicked the purse out of the Clippers, 134-115. Big bunch of uh, points. They turned a big deficit in the third quarter into a big lead. It was like a 22-5 to run. It was fucking awesome. Uh, Paul George comes back and they lose. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's pretty interesting.
2: Interesting stuff.
1: Yeah, 23-9 and 6 for Harden. Uh, no Kawhi. Because <laughs> uh, George and Kawhi just are like, ah, oh, no, we'll just switch games now. It's fine. Uh, Rusty, he had 15, 13, and 4 against these old Club in his old I don't know. His old grounds, you love to see that. His old stomping grounds. Uh but this is a lot of Trey Man and Mia Coffee next to Harden zoobs and Paul George, and you're like, yeah, Clippers should lose this, and that's what happened. So uh okay, so you had twenty three, six and seven with for Chet. You had Shay go off with of thirty one four and four, Giddy got hurt, comes off with 11 three and four, four or five from the floor. He was actually shooting the piss about three or three from downtown and he goes off with an injury the a bit shit. Uh, Isaiah Joe hit three threes off the bench. Dort was absolutely firing up on offense as well. He had 21. And uh, OKC just put him to the sword. OKC are a contender. I love this. It's awesome. Like, they are smashing it. Like, Giddy going off. You have these moments where it's like a sprained ankle. And you're like, I don't know. They do look pretty bloody good sometimes without him. Just saying. Um. Anyway. 16-34 from downtown helped as well. They went 17-43, the Clippers, but to no avail. 15 turnovers to 11. Couldn't get to the line enough. Clippers just had that game where it. It's like, yep, you knew this one was coming, and that's what happened. Though, uh, actually, what were the, let's, the record for the Thunder is now 18-8. and eight. The Clippers now 17-11. Uh, the Wolves took care of the Lakers, just kept their mom's length down the stretch. Ant-Man was awesome. He had 27 uh, seven and five. He had five turnovers, We he had twenty-one, six and four for Cat. He had fifteen and thirteen for the Gabez. And the Lakers, I mean, they just had nothing going. The Lakers stink! 31 8 and 4 for Anthony Davis. He had 17 for D'Lo, but it came on 19 shots. Oh, is that a revenge game, D'Angelo? Oh yeah, mate. That's what that's the best I can do. Uh no LeBron nursing his ankle injury. So Rui Hachimura had 18. Uh, Reeves had 27-5 and five with uh, two steals. Copped a big fucking shoulder to the jaw at 1.2. But this was a... Uh, it's a bit of a statement game, I think, this one from the Wolves. At home, they're 12-1. They're now 21-6 and six overall at the top of the West. The Lakers are 15-14 of just above 500. And they never really stressed. It's like, we know that our defense can stop this Lakers team uh, because it's a lot of Austin Reeves. It's a lot of, uh, geez, Cam Reddish is out here a lot of the time. And he's not doing fucking much, eh, man? Like, Torrey and the Red Bull Prince has been really good for them this year, the Lakers. He's gone 4-4 four four from 3 in this one, 14 points. But Ant-Man doing it all himself against Go Bear and Towns just was never going to be quite enough. And the Wolves had 16-8 and eight from Conley. They were just really solid. So, good win for the Wolves. As mentioned, 21-6, Lakers 15-14. and 14. That's huge. Uh, and then we had Washington-Portland, last game of the day. The Wizards, hold on. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant misses a game winner at the buzzer. It was a bad shot, too. He had 20 points. He was 4-7 from three. He was all right. He had a good game. 23-16 for Dominating. 41 for Penny Simons. They came flying back the Blazers. Had a chance to win this at the death and then gave up the ghost. Jordan Poole was shit house. 13 points on 13 shots. 32, 8, and 6 for Kuzma, though. 24. 24 for Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. God, he was good. Five threes. Just get that man on the Spurs. Gafford, 16, and 8 with four steals and six blocks. Jesus. 13, 11, 6 for Denny Avdijer as well. The Wizards deserve to win this, but they also deserve to lose it, if that makes sense. 5 and 22 now. <laughs> the Blazers are uh, 7 and 20. Let's do a quick NBA australia pre-performance of the night. <laughs> That's, not a That's a nice. That's a night. Uh, Giannis was awesome, 37 10 and 6, but I want to give this to SGA, 31 8 and 4 with four steals. Amazing is his old team, 11 and 25, only one of six from three. But just absolutely lady schlong out on the uh on the table and went, "Yeah, boys, remember me? Yeah, fucking check that out." Like, Jesus, don't do it to him, SGA. And Penny Simons going for 41, hits 7 to 14 from downtown. Every time you hear anybody's like any mouth breathing fucking pundit go, they should trade Anthony Simons for like, I don't know, building blocks. He is a building block. He's just fucking young. The dude's a weapon. Anytime look, this is how you tell if people actually pay attention to basketball or not. So Yeah, look, yeah, you could probably pry Anthony Simons away from the Blazers. No, you can't. That dude's unreal. They're just like, right, we've got Scoot, we've got Simons, we've got Sharp. The only way they move Simons is if they go, right, we're getting a godfather offer with a shit ton of picks that we can then add to the Scoot Sharp you know, nucleus. But Simons is wicked, so settle the fuck down. So, look, Simons, Giannis, SGA, great games today. Cade Cunningham emptied the clip. Yeah, twenty eight and ten uh, with six rebounds today in that loss, and it's like that dude is just like this fucking sucks. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Spud of the night, it's all of Detroit. <laughs> That's who Spud of the night is. They have lost twenty five on the trot. I don't want to tell you. Utah didn't have Lowry, Markin, and Jordan, Jeremy Clarkson, Keontae George, or Tht on the second night of a back to back, and the Pistons still fucking lost. You're all Spuds, seriously. This is the weird Nambi Pamby era that you live living in the NBA. It's like, ah, oh, they're trying their hardest, not nah, their shit. Two and twenty, two and twenty-six. The Pistons, twenty-five straight losses. You're fucked, mate. If you can't beat this Utah team, what are you doing? What are you doing? Three of twelve for Bojan Bogdanovic, my good friend. Three of eight for Sasser. What are you doing, player Isaiah Livers, for thirteen minutes? Monty Williams, you're fucked in their head, mate. What a bullshit team this is. You're a joke of a franchise. It is Los Horribles. Other actual spuds. We had Scoot Henderson get 0 of 5. I just talked about him. The 19. Fucking settled it. Uh, You had 0 of 4 for Chetty the Jedi Osman. You had 0 of 4 for Sam Merrill. Uh, You had 1 of 5 for Moni Bates and Vince Williams. You had 1 of 4 for Burks and Biombo. Bojan's 3 of 12, though, just sort of sat out more than anything. Uh, Dame went 5 or 17, but he sort of got there in the end. And uh, we didn't have the magic number, which is a shame. But the good thing is, it's going to pop up again in a second. Hashtag spoiler alert. Old uh, mate, Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old, mate. old mate, no mates.
0: Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's
1: got no mates today? Uh, I just hate the way it ended for Jordan here because he's a huge success story for us and for him. This was a great marriage. I really hate how it ended with Jordan Poole, says Steve Kerr. He's like, yeah, fuck, I wish I had Jordan Poole right now instead of fucking Draymond. (laughs) I love this. I don't know how we got all these Jordan Poole, Steve Kerr quotes out of nowhere, but it feels very much like, yeah, yeah, we might have traded the wrong bloke. (laughs) At least he's playing. Oh, God. And also, uh, Jalen Brunson, cop and drive by from Becky Hammond. So Becky Hammond and uh, Big Perk. Talking about the Knicks don't have a dude. you got to have a 1A dude. Perk's like, they've got that dude. And Becky Hammond's like, who? Kendrick Perk is like, Jalen Brunson. Becky Hammond's like, he's too small. If your best player is small, you're not winning. Steph Curry's the only dude that does that. It's like, whoa, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The other sort of old mate, no mates is Wemby. That poor bloke is just like, he's got no mates. He's got no mates on that team who can get him the ball. Even You were watching that game with the Bulls and Spurs. They were laughing. They're just like, dude, what this poor fucking French dude, like no one can throw him an entry pass. He's seven foot forty, and no one has enough control of the ball to go, here, here's a post pass for you to then do your thing. It's ridiculous. So sucked in dickheads. This is where I come back to that uh pop thing as well. It's just pretty fucking brutal. Damn that much pantsing of the nights. <laughs> Uh, Chet dunked on most of the Clippers. <laughs> God, he was so effing good today. Chet, like he just absent, like has that absolute hammer. One, it was like middle of the third quarter, he's like, "Hey, everybody, check this out! I'm just gonna fucking yam on all of yous." Seriously, he just goes through like four dudes, throws off the back or uh, the backboard, and dunks through four Clippers. That's an absolute pantsing. And I loved it. Who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player
2: in high school. He was the best player in college. You think he to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming
1: for everybody. Coming for everybody. I'll tell you what. I already mentioned Anthony Penny Simons. 41 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, 15 and 28 from the floor. 7 of 14 from downtown. I have to keep giving shouts to Kobe. Kobe! White though. God, I love him. He went 10 of 15 today. 2 of 6 from 3. Uh... 22-6-5 and five in that win over the Spurs. And if you've listened to the old NBA story for a while, you know that I love Kobe. Kobe White. Because he's that sort of classic weird throwback tweener guard who has got a bit of size about him, though. And when he gets fucking hot, it's awesome. He is electric. I love Kobe White. So today, better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, do we have a magic tweet? That is a good question. Jim, did you not prepare before you jumped on today? Yeah, I didn't. Surprise to surprise Hey, we've got a good one. A big happy birthday to my boy, one of my great friends, my great fans, sorry, and someone I love, respect, and admire, Samuel L. Jackson. Between our annual Europe vacation and sports, we share a love of so many things like the ability to learn and retain information. (laughs) What? (laughs) Happy birthday to my big bra. We share the love of so many things like the ability to learn and retain information. Uh, so we love being cognizant. It's <laughs> <That's> fucking incredible. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. What do we say? Thanks, Magic. <laughs> That's going to be one of the best. Uh, I mean, it's Friday. It's just before Christmas. Usually we do... Dickhead of the Week! But we're not going to do Dickhead of the Week now. It's like It could be Pat Bev always, it could be Draymond always, but I did get a really awesome uh, <laughs> pick sent through uh, from a man, Mark Kelly of his, uh, of the man Max McTee, Max McTavish out there shearing a specific number of sheep how many sheep did he shear Jim?
2: chill Have you ever made out the dark
1: away This place I'm just amazing. Woo! That's right, he had a 311 sheep. How good is that? What a legend on you, Maxie. That's fucking awesome. Merry Christmas to everybody. All right, let's do some yeah-nahs right after this.
0: This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Miss McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. ...or commonly known as Wertho, ...and you're listening to, Australia. You listen to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Australia. You're listening to
1: NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 You're listening to NBA Australia. <music> All right. Uh, before, we'll... yeah, now they there. brought to you by the NBA Australia shop.
0: People. Get your merch. Get your merge. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch,
1: get your merch. Ah, Get your merch, get your merch. Go buy your merch at nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Click through on the socials, off you go. Uh, So I did have a bunch of uh, things ready to go out, had them booked for a pickup, and then they canceled the fucking pickup. Don't know what's going on with the Australia Post, but apparently kind of dickish. So I've now got to drop them off tomorrow. So hopefully if you're out there waiting on your uh, new coffee mug or your stubby holders, they'll be with you after Chrissy now. So thanks a lot, Australia Post. Great job, everybody. Anyway, uh, you can get a – there's a very limited amount of these coffee mugs, so there's not much of them. And as I said on yesterday, like, I'm making no money on them. It's just, like, it's cool. So uh, go check them out. You can, what, get a hoodie, get a T-shirt, get some stubby holders. Off you go. Uh, mbastrad.com slash shop. Click through on the socials as well. Right, yeah, Nas. We'll do the 12 Days of Christmas in popular unpopular opinion of the day. Uh, But Dan Drosha had a good one. Merry Christmas, Knackers. Thanks for all the content. (laughs) I'm going to get a mug just waiting for the Boxing Day sales. Fuck you. We have no sales here at NBA Australia, apart from the uh, double up of the T-shirts, which will give you a nice discount. Uh, Yeah, nah. Monty Williams might be to blame. Can't get over the line against Utah in a back-to-back without Markin and Clarkson or THT. Wowee. Just waiting for the front office to publicly back Monty in as their coach. Yeah, nah. Yeah, it is really worrying how demonstrably shit this team has been and how horribly incoherent they've been as well like I think there's bad we've had bad teams but they just luck into wins this team is just so incoherent no one knows who the fuck is playing day in day out and the players will, will have a point where they just go what are we doing here and the owners of the Pistons are go why did we pay Monty this much money because this is fucked. We're a laughing stock. So, yeah, not great. Not great at all. <laughs> What's he going to do? This is the thing. You give a coach that much money and that much tenure, and if they start taking the piss, there's not much he can sort of do, right? Yeah. It's a bit fucked. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, we had a good one, I think, from Maddie S. I am Maddie. S. Yeah, nah, Jimmy. PG-13's the weak link on the Clippers. They win without him. He's shitting the losses. They should trade him for a decent big man. Merry, ex, uh, Merry Christmas, mate. Uh, yeah, nah. This is the thing. I think you look at that roster, and you're like, what are the moving pieces we can actually sacrifice? And when Kawhi's playing, it's like, yeah, he's a fucking MVP candidate. Paul George, though, has these moments where he'll be awesome for six weeks and then wildly unmemorable for like, the rest of the time. The tough part is for someone like the Clippers, like, what big man is out there that really, if you're sacrificing Paul George, like, that moves the needle? Like, it's not even like the likes of Jared Allen. It's not Jakob Purtle. It's not. Like, someone like Jakob Pirtle or Dan Gafford probably fits into that team way better. But not at the expense of Paul George. It's weird. If you look around the NBA right now, There is a dearth of like handy fucking big men, especially ones that are available. So you'd end up stuck with like somebody like John Collins or like just, yeah, Pirtle. (laughs) Not to shit on Pirtle, but like it's not great. This is why the Pacers were kind of smart to hold on to Miles Turner. The Bucks, you know, they've got their low pie. There's just a. Like the Mavs are in the same sort of position, right? They're like, we've got Derek Lively and then nothing else. And now he's out, they're like, fuck. It's a bit of a tough one. Because if you're like, well, Paul George, straight up, man, who are we going to get? It's like, well, I don't know who as a big man that you're just going to like, unless it was someone like the Wolves. It's like, give us Cat. You can have Paul George to put next to Ant-Man and Rudy Gobert. But it's two West teams who would be going hammer and tongs at it. It feels like it works at both sides but just be really fucking tough. What they do sort of need is maybe like a better version of DeAndre Ayton would be really handy for that Clippers team but not at the expense of someone like Paul George, you know. Or even like Jonas Valančiūnas, like there's just such a weird like yeah, we don't have many big dudes that are good. <laughs> <laughs> weirdly enough though, like Detroit and Charlotte have got like a shit ton of big dudes, but they're all kind of crap. So, um, But yeah, Paul George is weird. He is probably the most expendable part outside of like, they don't really need Rusty Westbrook anymore, but he's also getting paid fuck all. So it doesn't really matter. Whereas you now got sort of, you know, Harden, George, Kawhi, that's your sort of top heaviness. It's like, what are you going to do? Go kick the tires on Vooch? That doesn't really move the needle either. Nick Claxton probably doesn't. See, it's pretty tough. Anyway. uh, Matty G. I'm going to say, yeah, look, to answer uh, Matty S's one, he is the most expendable, but it's really hard to make a deal that moves the needle. So, yeah, he is expendable. See what happens. And back to Dan Josh's one, I'm fascinated to see what the front office actually say about Monty. Like, at some point, they're going to come and go, yeah, we're, right. we're heading in the right direction. It's like, you've lost 25 games in a row. What are you doing? Uh, Matty G had a good one. Not sure how two-ways work, but could the Warriors who need size make a move for the Great Barrier Reef? Yeah, nah. Uh, nah, they would actually have to wait for the Blazers uh, to get him on a guaranteed proper contract, which they'll probably have to do at some point with uh, Robert Time Lord Williams. Look, that's the other sort of thing, right? Without Time Lord sort of out there on the uh, market, Time Lord's the sort of ideal person for the Clippers, maybe in place of Zoobs, just to really solidify that defense. But that dude can't stay fucking healthy anyway, so yeah. Um, but the Warriors do need size, and they probably do need someone like the Great Barrier Ruth who can spread the floor. I would just rather see the Great Barrier Ruth actually get some rebounds and shit, so yeah. Yeah. Also, with the Pacers needing at least one decent defender, would a trade for Aussie Matty T, aka the Clamps, be worked out? Yeah, nah. God, that's a great call. Matty T on the Pacers, just to fucking stop something for the Pacers. The Pacers team that gives up 120 points as soon as they get out of bed. Aussie Matty T on the Pacers would wreck shit. Like, all they'd have to sort of finagle is like that sort of Naismith bench roll. Because you've got... Nemhard, Naismith, Matherin. You want to keep Matherin for the scoring. It's like maybe Naismith is the sort of bit where you go, yeah, we're going to miss his scoring. Naismith had like four steals and three blocks today, BT Ups, but they only gave up 116 points to the Grizzlies, but still, it's just a bit of a shit show. It's more like what else can you sort of part with, I think, if you're uh, the Pacers. It's a great call, though. Matty, I... Yeah. Matty T on the paces. God, that'd be good. What could we do? TJ McConnell, Naismith, away you go. But Naismith does give them so much more. Maybe they just need more of that two-way player and just go, fuck it, Matherin's going to be our scorer off the bench. We've already got Heald and Halliburton. We need Matty T more than we need Naismith. That's a good call. There we go. Call it in. Just saying. All right, unpopular opinion of the day. Let's do the 12 days of Christmas and what we want to see happen over the little bit. All right, 12 things I want for NBA Christmas. Let's do it. Lakers to trade D-Lo. You know that LeBron wants that for Christmas more than anything else as well, right? (laughs) He's like, I fucking hate this guy. What are you going to do today, D-Lo? Are you going to shoot us out of another game? He's like, yeah, probably. It's like, fuck this guy. I want Chicago to trade Zach Levine and just hand the car keys over to Kobe. Kobe White. What I do not want is them to be traded for each other. Levine for d Because I do not want d anywhere near the Chicago Bulls. That loafing, lackadaisical motherfucker. Get him out of here. Number three, Boston. All I want for NBA Christmas is for them to find a coach who knows how to call a timeout and for Jason Tatum to grow a pair of fucking nuts. <laughs> oh, but Jimmy had 51 in a game seven. Yeah, cool. Can he also back it up just every so often and just be an absolute flat-out killer all the fucking time? Because that's what separates you from, like, run-of-the-mill, yes, I can put up heaps of numbers in a big, big moment, but can you do it in every big moment? It's fucking hard. Uh, Number four, Tobias Harris to find some... ah, So Embiid doesn't waste another season. I'm loving what Nick Nurse has done to this Sixers team. I'm loving what we're seeing from Embiid. I am not loving what we're getting from the never-nude Tobias Harris. God, he's shit. Like... It's gotten to the point where you're like, can we kick the tires on a Tobias Harris to Washington trade? Because he's the most wizard player that ever fucking played. Uh, you're a wizard, Harry. Uh, Tobias Harris to the Wizards. Can we get a Kispit? If you get Denny Avdija back, like, who knows? But I don't know, man. They just need a little something-something from that spot, and Tobias is not giving it to him. Uh, I want to get one big man that actually fits and is actually big on Miami. Dan Gafford, let's do it. That's what I want for NBA Christmas. Come on, Miami. Come on. They're also sort of obviously fishing for bigger game, but I don't know. Just lower your sights sometimes and just go Gafford. The Pistons, obviously, we just want them to get a win. But do we, Jim? No. This team is so abhorrently coached, and they're so embarrassing, they should hold the record because they're that shit. Fuck off. Like, Monty Williams is so fucking bad. Like, the amount of livers we've seen, it's just gross. I want them to have the record and for this to stain Monty Williams' record forever. Like, dude seems like a good guy. Also might be just a shit coach. Maybe was what behind, was what behind, was what was behind. There we go. Uh, Phoenix's problems all the time, perhaps. Uh, The Spurs to get a point guard. I think that's what we all want. There are plenty of point guards out there to be had. You know? Malcolm Brogdon. You could probably prime away from the Portland Trailblazers for not much. Uh, Tyus Jones. There's another guy. He would be really good on your spurs. Away we go. That's all I want. I want Wemby to get a point guard. Uh, Denver and Dallas just to get one more playable wing off the bench each. I would love to see that for NBA Christmas. Phoenix to create a time travel device or at least some sort of magical healing device so Brad Beal is actually healthy. Or they go back in time go back in time and never trade for him. Uh the Nets to get Ben Simmons back and healthy because I want to see him unlock all their defensive wing potential because I think it's there. I just want to see it happen. And of course, all I want for NBA Christmas is for Patty Thrills Mills to get a fucking fair shake of the salve. Come on, get Patty Thrills out there, Atlanta, you flogs. You're breaking everybody's heart. And uh bonus. What we want for NBA Christmas is for Adam Silver to go, okay, we've got a big announcement here. We're going to expand to Seattle and Las Vegas. And you're like, all right, that's all we want. I just want my fucking Sonics back. That's all I ask. It's all I ask. It's not much to ask. It also means expansion drafts, all this sort of fun shit. Just think about the content. What about Outback Takeout? It's the Friday before Christmas, you dickheads, and what are you doing? Well, you better be getting down to Outback, where you can have four-for-one TGIF oil drum cans full of Icy Coal Foster's Lager, because you have a couple of these bad boys, and you won't remember a shit for another couple of days, and then you got to deal with your family. So, the best way to start off the Chrissy period, simple as that. It's only an Outback, and it goes great with a flame grill take. And today's flame grill take is, you've seen the straw poll go, oh, Joel Ed Bean is the MVP. Well... The NBA needs to have a Brownlow system for MVP voting because that way, when the narrative inevitably switches away from fucking poor Joel Embiid, he's at least banked the votes. And if even if Joker has a really good second half of the year, away we go. We've got a tangible idea, game in, game out, of what has happened during the season. That's right, a Brownlow system for MVP voting. It's the safest. Fairest and best way to get it right. Only an Outback. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. All right, really quick break. Then we'll be back with a preview for the uh, big weekend ahead because uh, we'll we skip the NBA Stray Australian player watch. There wasn't a giant amount going on today anyway. Uh, it was literally Dyson. Uh, we had no jingles as you're recovering from the uh, injury as well down there in Orlando. And that was kind of... Well, yeah, the Blazers, we obviously had Maddie T and uh, the Great Barrier Reef. The Great Barrier Reef had 10-5 and five with a block. Went 1-1 from downtown, 4-7 from the floor. 0-3 oh, for Aussie Maddie T, but he was a plus-19 because he had three steals and three blocks, four rebounds and two assists because he's a fucking weapon. Trade for him, Indy. What are you doing? All right, I'll take a quick break. Be back with a big, big, big Christmas preview right after this. This is Shane Hill. And you're listening to NBA
2: Australia.
1: All right, let's do it. Paddy Mills, game day baller, game day Twitter check-in really first. Quick one. Jock Landau, 2024 Hall of Fame inductee for St. Mary's College. Rock'em, sock'em, block'em, Jock'em Landau. He's going to be feeling pretty good about that. And then there's a nice video of him and the uh, missus and the dog. going for a walk, man. Looks good. In black and white, that's arty. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. The NBA Christmas slate over the next few days. Uh, how do we go on today's picks? Is actually a good question. I think of the we went six to ten in the end, so that was pretty handy. But uh, we'll do a new tally in the uh, new year. But it's all good. Right. So remember, we have Saturday and Sunday, and then Tuesdays games that I'm going to talk about right now. Uh, we will do a show on Tuesday, and that'll be our last for about a week and a half. Because uh, we'll be down the beach. If something crazy pops off, I've got—I'll have my microphone because we have still got to do NFL Australia. But yeah, I need a fucking break. It's doing a lot this year. It's been pretty uh, gnarly coming back and doing the daily show as well. But it just fucking takes a bit out of you when you're doing other other shit. Two squids. You get it, uh, right? Saturday. We've got, a few couple of, well, we've got a few good games tomorrow. We've got Toronto at Philly. Uh, Philly are eight and a half point favourites at home, which seems like a lot. And you're like, wow, oh, geez, Jim, it is. It's like, yeah, but Philly are also kicking the fuck out of teams, uh, which is good, obviously. It makes sense most of the time. <laughs> but by the same token, like you're going to have a point where you go, well, eight and a half just seems like a lot for a team that doesn't have a giant amount on the wings. Philly, however, have beaten them at least, I think it's five straight times. And it feels like Embiid is now just like kicking the shit out of the Raptors just for fun each time he plays them. So they won the last game by 15, the game before that by 7, the game before that by 7, the game before that by 3, the game before that by 22. So I think Toronto can make a... You feel like they should be able to make a game out of it, right? But we just saw the Raptors up against the Nuggets at home lose that by nine. I feel like Philly's on about the same level Denver is right now. So let's go Philly minus eight and a half. Continue that win streak. They've covered the line in four of those last five as well. So let's go Denver. They go to Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn have absolutely no defensive answer for Nikola Jokic. Not many teams do, but Brooklyn definitely do not. And between the size on the wings of Aaron Air Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. and Co., they should be able to run rough shot over the top of Brooklyn. So we'll go Denver minus four and a half in Brooklyn. Dallas plus eight and a half in Houston. It's just a big number. Like, Houston lost the other day to Atlanta at home. They've been at home for a couple of days now. Dallas is just down the road from Houston. I'm going to take the eight and a half points. I think Luca should at least be able to keep that one close. Miami host Atlanta. Miami are a much better team than the. Hawks, they're healthier at the moment. So let's go Miami minus one and a got, there goes my Tyler Hero. Uh, You've got, bam, Atabaya. Jimmy Butts. Let's go Miami minus one and a half, Atlanta. Just Atlanta a little bit wonky. Underwhelming. I do like Miami at this point. Phoenix go to Sacramento. Phoenix are plus three and a half. Booker and KD getting three and a half points. The Kings are good. The Suns at least still have a Bulls in the beer. Hello, Yusuf Nurikic. Darren Fox might run rings around them, but I think Phoenix has enough on offense to really make Sacramento work. So give me the Suns plus three and a half. And then Washington on a back to back uh, go to Golden State, which is the Jordan Poole game. The Wizards are plus 12 and a half. What about the Warriors has giving you any sort of confidence that you could back them with a 12 and a half point? Head start to the other team at this point. Because Golden State could just, like, get on fire. They could also just play right down to the opposition and Washington hang around. So look for the Jordan Poole 40-point game. All right, Christmas Eve, Sunday. We've got a huge slate where I think it's, like, everybody but four teams are playing. So Sunday, December 24, Christmas Eve. Who are we taking? We're going Millie at the Knickerbockers. They also then play again on Boxing Day. Uh, I'm going to take the Bucs in that first one. They've beaten them six straight times. Uh, I think this will be 7 and be eight by the time they get to Boxing Day. Boston. They go to take on the Clippers. Tricky one. I think they might rest Tatum, and I think the Clippers can win that one at home against uh, the Celtics. it would be a great game, though. Denver. Go to Charlotte. Denver on a back-to-back. Should pr- probably still be too good for uh, Charlotte. So we're going to go Denver head-to-head. Orlando go to Indy. Fascinating. Orlando's... Defense, is it for real? Is it legit? We're about to find out. Indy, I'm going to take Indy head-to-head. I think they can outscore Orlando when pressed. So I'm going to take the Indiana now, Indiana Pacers. Let's go. New Orleans host Houston. Uh, Houston having played at home the day before against Dallas. We know that Houston suck on the road. Houston doesn't have a giant amount of size. I think we'll go the Pelicans at home against the Rockets. Memphis go to Atlanta. I love Ja Morant against Trey and DeJunte, especially with Atlanta on a back-to-back. We're going the Grizzlies to win three straight with Jar back. I love that. Brooklyn hosts Detroit. That's right, the Detroit Basketball Pistons out there trying their absolute hardest to avoid, equaling the record of 26 straight in season. Uh, I think they beat Brooklyn. It's hilarious because Brooklyn just have these games where you're like, hey, you shouldn't be bad. They're like, ha-ha, check it out, we are. Brooklyn on a back-to-back Detroit, they'll give their fans something warm and fuzzy inside, and they'll actually win that one. So the Knicks, uh, yeah, the Knicks beat the Nets today. The Nets will be out for blood. But with Brooklyn playing Denver the day before, then getting Detroit the next day, look for Detroit to win that one. Toronto hosts Utah. The Raptors should win that even on a back-to-back. Uh, Utah just a bit of a mash unit at the moment. Chicago hosts Cleveland um, with the Cavs' injuries. I'm going to go the Bulls. OKC host the Lakers. And Josh Giddy, as long as his, I don't know how bad that ankle sprain was, looked pretty tough. So I still think they'll be okay. Give me the thunder against the Lakers. I think the Lakers will have uh, everything fired up for the Boxing Day game. So I'll take OKC against the Lakers. San Antonio go to Dallas. The Mavs at home. Having just played the Rockets. I'm going to take the Spurs. I'll take Wemby and Co. to dominate the Spurs. Portland go to Golden State. Golden State have just played the day before against Washington. I like Portland in that one. We've seen them give them lots of fucking hassles before. They could win that. Minnesota at Sacramento. I like the size of the Wolves, even on the road in Sacramento. Sacramento, again, on a back-to-back. i will take the Wolves. And there it is. Here we are. Boxing Day. 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 The NBA Boxing Day. NBA Australia picks Milwaukee against the New York Knickerbockers. It's Giannis and Dame in MSG on Christmas. I would much rather back the Knicks to disappoint their fans dramatically than anything else. And that's where I'm at. We're going Bucks minus three because they've beaten them six straight times. Uh, Giannis and Dame have both gone off against them recently. The Knicks have also had a player go off too against the Bucks. So the Bucks' defense is slowly getting better, but the Knicks defense has been horrible. Look for the Bucks just to put the fucking hammer down, win that one pretty handily. So we're taking the Bucks minus three. Golden State at Denver. Nikola Jokic loves nothing more than horsies and kicking the fuck out of the Warriors. So we're going Denver minus five. They've won four straight against them. Warriors, let's fucking go. Love that. Uh, Especially at home, especially with the Warriors team without your man Draymond Green, who's just going to be sitting at home just fuming. He's like, there's another big European I could try to fucking hurt in some way. God, I'm so angry at myself. I can't believe I'm missing this opportunity. Uh, the Lakers host the Boston Celtics. I'm going to take the Celtics. Uh, they're deep, they're big, and I think they're bigger and they're deeper than the Lakers. LeBron, in a massive spot, though, gives me pause. But the line is only one or one and a half. So it's basically if you think Boston win, you got to go Boston the line. I just don't trust the Lakers... If Boston have got the extreme Zingamil and Al Horford, Anthony Davis might still run roughshod over them, but between Tatum and Brown, it feels like they can throw a lot of the Lakers. So let's go Celtics. Miami host Philly in the revenge game for Jimmy Butler. I love this. Philly versus Miami. Miami are 11-2 and two in Christmas Day games. All time. They haven't lost since 2007. Yeah. They lost to Cleveland in 2007. They lost to the Bulls, I think, in their first ever-Christmas Day game in, like, 98. So 11-2, Miami are a big-game team. Uh, I think they beat Philly. I think Miami being healthy, Bam being back. You've got Tyler there. There goes my hero. Tyler, there goes my hero. You've got Bam, hero, but I just think they've got enough to keep up with Philly, and if not, you know, well, they'll beat them outright, so the line's about a half point at the moment, so I'll take Miami. Dallas in Phoenix. If KD play, uh, KD versus Kyrie should be the thing, but if it all comes down to whether or not Kyrie plays, he's got a heel problem. I think Phoenix win this, but I think we get a belter of a game. Dallas plus five is where I've landed. I think Luca and KD going hammer and tongs would be fucking wildly entertaining for your Boxing Day viewing. Uh... I think Dallas covered that line. Phoenix ultimately win it, though, in a hard stopper. And there you go. Boxing Day sorted for you. And that is it for NBA Australia before Christmas. So, yeah, as I said, we'll be popping on on Boxing Day to wrap up the Boxing Day games in this weekend. Uh, Then we'll set you up for the week to come, and I'll take a week and a half off. So, yeah. You can't begrudge me that, can you? You better bloody well not. Uh, if anything crazy happens, we've still got the mic, so we'll jump on. But either way, so we'll be back on Tuesday. In the meantime, have yourselves a great fucking Christmas. I think you'll have an awesome one. I believe in you. Uh, in then, in the meantime, just tell all your family and friends to check out NBS Australia on Twitter, Face the IG. Make sure they're subscribed on your i, you know, your Apple Podcast, your Google Podcast, your Spotify, your YouTube. Whatever app you use on your Android phone. Android phone. Look, you're going to be around your family. It's Christmas. Grab your dad's phone. Grab your nan's phone. Subscribe to NBA Australia. Come on. I don't ask for much. Just hack your family's shit. <laughs> but yeah, if you can, rate and review it and subscribe. It really does fucking help. Uh, check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Really good one this week as well. Subscribe to that and also to Cricket Today, the Cricket Today podcast if you're new your BBL your test matches, they'll be all over it. I'm actually going to pop on that for the Boxing Day show. So keep an ear out for that. So subscribe to that right now so you can be all over that. And, of course, the Football Today podcast, which is all soccer all the time. Uh, NBSradio.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Only a fucking handful of those coffee mugs are left, so better get around it. Uh, and big thanks, as always, go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They are awesome. Uh, check out House Hats, Joshua DeLaRentis, Fascinated Mines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Shadai, Grand Grand Grand, and Dozers all the tunes they're behind all the tunes that you hear throughout the show so smash them on Bandcamp Triple J and Earth Facey Apple Music Spotify or whatever you're listening to your tunes to NBA Australia sports streaming bands so should you alright uh, have a great Christmas I love you guts everybody it's been a fucking chaos year uh, we'll do the proper send off on the Boxing Day show but uh, before we do thanks heaps to all the legends out there for all the support around the 1000th episode uh, to Gazy all the guests we've had this year all the folks who've sent in yeah nars have just hit us up. They've just gone fucking hammering songs. I love it. This is the most rewarding shit that I do. I fucking love you. Thanks heaps. Have a great Christmas, everybody. Thank God it's Christmas. Yeah, give them hell. Uh, have a great time. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Smash them tins, and I'll speak to you on Boxing Day. All right. There's NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Merry Christmas, you dickheads. And stay tuned for the uh, NBA Australia Christmas carols and later Hosen. Later Hosen! Now!
0: Stretch the seams of This Christmas, why not surprise your loved ones with a brand new collection of Aussie basketball Christmas carols. That's right, NBA Strayers' Dead Set Legendary Strayan Christmas Carols for Dead Set Ledgers is out now this Christmas. Featuring classics such as Jingles Bells. Jingles, bows, jingles, bows, jingles all the way He has such fun, talks shit about your mom and drops a dirty tray Hey, dribbles round his back, takes to the rack, belly, gets off the ground Still smashes on your head and now you're dead You're fucked, mate Oh, laughs at Draymond Green His carding words have bite What fun it is to watch an accountant Smash cunts left and right He'll take jazz to the win Get the fuck out of the way You just got fucked by Joe Wingles, But it's all okay He's jingles, bows, jingles, bows Jingles all the way He has such fun, talks shit about your mom And drops a dirty tray Hey, dribbles around his back Takes to the rag, belly gets off the ground Still smashing on your head and now you're you're dead. You're fucked, mate. Simo night.
2: Simo night. Holy night. Six nine God is Round yon Jenna's Mother and Child He'll nail them both Triple, double And flex Holy Son Of David
0: Dally the tin smashing goat Dally the tin smashing goat Has a very punchy vibe And if you ever cross him He'll close on you in the eye All of the other players Says he'll take out your bloody knees But we all know that Dally Just plays harder than all these fucking dipshits. Then one foggy Cleveland morn. Daly came to play. Cavs with your forsaken plight. Let me guide your fucking team tonight. Then the Cavs started winning. And Daly was dropping threes. Started sinking Corona tinnies. And the fans began chanting, MVP, MVP, MVP. Little Bangers Drummer Boy. I set this screen for you, pa ra pum
2: pum I knock this
0: little prick out, pa ra pum pum I'm dropping threes from the hills, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum Dunking on fools and putting them on their bums On their bums, on their bums I'll drink these beers for you, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum and now your mum. Here comes Paddy Mills. Here comes Paddy Mills. Here comes Paddy Mills, driving right down the lane. Didn't set for a 4 ride jump by. Now he's making it fucking rain. Coach Pop is singing. Lamarcus is whinging. Demar's flinging passes left and right. And when the Spurs need someone to close, Paddy Mills is in your sight. Oh, here comes Paddy Mills, here comes Paddy Mills, driving right down the lane. I'm dreaming of a Thon Mccur. Brackets. Fly kick to the head.
2: I'm dreaming of a Thon. The and he's Kung Fu kicking
0: someone's head. All that and more on NBA Stray's Dead Set Legendary Straying Christmas Carols for Dead Set Ledgers. Out now and available for $24.99 at CC Music Geelong, Ballarat Records and Tapes and Brash's Music Stores Everywhere this Christmas.